Welcome to CYC Podcast, Discussions on Child and Youth Care, episode number 140. I'm Wolfgang Vachon. This week is the eighth in our uploads from the 20th Canadian National CYC Conference held in Vancouver, British Columbia this past May. Today's episode is by Graham McFeet. For those of you who are regular listeners, you might remember him from our June episode talking about online CYC education. Today he's presenting on what is called threshold concepts, specifically focused on threshold concepts in CYC education. Graham teaches at the University of Strathclyde in Scotland, and to find out more about him, you can listen to our June episode. I hope you enjoyed today's presentation. Okay, right, so again, I'm doing a presentation with two names on the slide. Uh, it's just me up here on my own, but I kind of want to uh, make a point of starting with this, especially given that it's been audio recorded and Laura will be able to listen back to this afterwards. Uh, so I'm here presenting uh, on behalf of both myself uh, and my colleague, Laura Steckley, also from the University of Strathclyde uh, in Glasgow. Many of you will know Laura, if not in person, then by her work. Uh, and what I'm talking uh, about this morning is a, a research project that Laura has been leading on now for a, a number of years uh, around threshold concepts uh, in child and youth care. I'm sure this is the same for everybody that's been presenting uh, this morning, that the challenge of trying to do something so important and so complex uh, in 10 minutes, but uh, here goes anyway. So how did we, we get into this kind of, uh, kind of piece of work in the, in the first place? We've got an MSc in Advanced Residential Childcare at University of Strathclyde that goes back to 2001 now. Myself and Laura were students in the first cohort of that course. That course was devised and delivered in the first instance by Mark Smith, again a, a colleague from uh, Scotland that many of you will, will know in person or have uh, worked with and, and met. And in 2011, when we were coming up to the 10-year anniversary of the programme, uh, Mark had by that point moved to another university, myself and Laura were running the programme. Uh, we got involved in a, a collaborative piece of work about perhaps doing some writing to, to mark the 10-year anniversary of the course and to think about the contribution it made to the development of practice uh, in Scotland uh, in the first instance. And as we were reviewing uh, the 10-year journey uh, to, to that point, we we, we started talking about this idea of threshold concepts, which uh, uh, Laura and Mark had, had been reading about. And threshold concepts, every subject will have core concepts that are central to the subject. And then when we think about translating that into education and university and college settings, that those core concepts are represented in the curriculum. But there's an increasing amount of literature and research round about threshold concepts. And threshold concepts are something more significant. The, the literature and the research suggests that threshold concepts, every subject has them. And if you truly want to get that subject and think like a, a child in youth care practitioner, or be it threshold concepts in economics, and to truly think like an economist, there are certain threshold concepts that you need to go through a process and actually you need to get them in order to, to, to think uh, as a practitioner uh, in that field. So threshold concepts, we can think of them as a kind of portal or a threshold that people move through and once they get them, they're pivotal on their journey of becoming a practitioner and a thinker uh, in that field. So as we began to think about kind of threshold concepts in relation to our discipline and thinking about, well, what, what would the threshold concepts be 
And in our context in Scotland, first of all, thinking about residential childcare, but widening that out to, to child and youth care more generally, and, and begin to think about how we design curriculum, design courses that aid students in this journey and, and provide them with the opportunity to, to learn and, and develop in relation to different threshold concepts. So starting point is thinking about, well, what are the characteristics of a threshold concept? And the literature suggests that there are five uh, key components that, that have to be present in each concept for it to even be considered as a threshold concept. The first is that they're transformative. Once you get this concept, it transforms how you think about the subject, the discipline, the area. You go through a threshold and it transforms your way of thinking. They're irreversible. Once you get it, it's almost impossible to go back to before. You, you just can't, you, you can't take that step back, so they're, they're irreversible. They're integrative in terms of they begin to help us to, to join the dots and make connections and kind of pull different ideas together and define our discipline for us. And, a connect, and uh, an extension in that, that they're bounded and that they begin to kind of almost kind of mark out our territory in terms of, in our context, what is child and youth care? What do we understand child and youth care to be? What are the kind of key concepts, the threshold concepts uh, that define our, uh, define our discipline? And the fifth, uh, and perhaps <laughs> this is almost kind of counterintuitive, that they're, they're troublesome. They can be really difficult to, to, to get our head around. And actually, there's a logic to that because if something was so easy to get, then it kind of stands to, it's, well, perhaps it's not threshold, actually, in terms of, because everybody would get it and everybody would think like a child and youth care practitioner. So there's something about these are troublesome. So, so this is what the literature and research suggests, and, and there's more and more research and literature engaging with threshold concepts across hundreds of different disciplines now. So we were interested in this. So actually, the, the, the original plan piece of writing in 2011 never came to fruition because our energies got uh, kind of pulled away into this in the first instance. We got some funding for a research study the, the, the money ran out years ago, but the, the project runs on. It's a, it's a labour of love and, and very much driven by, by Laura. Uh, some of you in the room were part of the research and the data collection. We had three main strands of data collection. We had a set of focus groups with what we called expert educators. Those were drawn from both the UK and North America, so drawn from the traditions of uh, residential childcare in, in, in Scotland and therapeutic care and the child and youth care tradition in North America. We had groups of students and practitioners in focus groups uh, as, as well uh, from the, the two different disciplines. And then we had follow-up individual in interviews with a, a, small, a smaller group of some of the people that had been involved in the groups. And we, we basically asked them two things. One was we introduced them to the theory of threshold concepts. We introduced them to the five characteristics and said, does this make sense to you? And, and a bit, that was the easy part of the research because everybody, or mostly everybody said yes. Things began to get really messy when we said, right, the threshold concept exists. What are the threshold concepts in, in child and youth care? And that's, I guess, an interesting question for thinking about this afternoon. For, I'd be encouraging everybody to think about, what do you think are the absolute key threshold concepts for our discipline? What are the things that students, practitioners need to get and need to truly get in order to be able to think and act and be like a a child and youth care practitioner. Now, these next two slides, the text will be too small for you to see here, but 
This is a, a mind map of what the expert educators were saying to us. And this is a mind map of what the student practitioners were saying to us. When we've got longer to present, Laura's got a slide that involves a, somebody like a shepherd with a big shepherd stick and a herd of cats. And, and the, the analogy being trying to make sense of the data we were getting was like herding cats because everybody had so much to say. There was so much interesting data coming from both the expert educators and from the, the students and the practitioners. But the two themes that kept on coming up most were the first being self for the expert educators. They kept on, and now there was different terminology used. And sometimes it was about self, authenticity, self-awareness, self-reflection, reflexivity, or self-knowledge. Okay, and, and expert educators just consistently coming back to the fact that this, this is kind of really profound, it's really difficult, and it's, it's not just like teaching. And this isn't to do either maths or engineering a disservice, but it's not just about facts, it's not just about people learning facts. This is, this is about something far more difficult and far more profound. It's about our sense of self, who we are, what we bring to our practice. And for practitioners, self was very much represented, but what they were actually talking about more was relationships. And, and students and practitioners constantly found back, it was when I began to truly get relationship. And the fact that it's, it, the relationship is the practice, the relationship is the intervention, rather than the relationship being a means to an end, that's when things begun to change for me. That's when I begun to kind of kind of think I, I was getting it and thinking a different way. So this sense of self, this sense of relationship. And as we went on in the project, it's thinking about, right, what are the implications for us as educators? What are the implications for us when thinking about designing curriculum, and especially on their two master's programs, their advanced residential childcare program and their child and youth care program, in terms of how do we represent these two key threshold concepts and deliver them in a way that encourage students to get it and, and, and hopefully make that transition through the, the threshold and think differently as a practitioner. And there's a bit at the end of this quote here, uh, you're increasing your vocabulary, you're going along to meetings and you're feeling a wee bit more confident in how you're, you're kind of speaking to people. And there's a bit about kind of students and practitioners developing a sense of confidence in who they are and how they practice. So there's, there's so much data coming out of this to, 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 to finish up. We think in Scotland that our engagement with this idea, and, and certainly our advanced residential childcare programme, has begun to allow us to challenge some of the discourses and norms that exist in our sector and in our practice. And there's, there's, there's practical examples of that in Scotland. So the question I would be asking people to think about in relation to children and youth care, especially in Canada, is what concepts would you consider to be threshold in child and youth care? So the first about kind of what would be in your mind map of the the, the kind of key, the, those threshold concepts. And then if we can manage to agree on that, and that would be, because imagine what the mind map would be like for this room, if we were to use this as a focus group, what would be required of educators in order to develop courses and curriculum and learning experiences that would allow students the chance to engage with that and engage with that in a meaningful way in order that they can continue in their journey to become the most effective, reflective child and youth care practitioners that they can be. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Graham. 
So um, next, uh, mindfulness. So mindfulness, um, central and west. So we are truly meeting in the in the middle, so to speak. Christine Slavic and Mary Ventrala. Thank you. I'm Christine. You met Mary earlier. I'm going to start us off, and I just want to say how full my heart is right now from everyone that has um, contributed so far. It's beautiful. The first thing I'm going to do is just a little wander around with this beautiful shanti chime, and I just want you to notice how it feels when I do that, and then I'm going to come up and lead you through a practice. There is a brochure on your table about contemplative pedagogy and incorporating mindfulness practices into CYC education. This concludes this month's episode of CYC Podcast. Tune in next time for more discussions on child and youth care. Subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher. Visit us on our website at cycpodcast.org. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash cycpodcast.